Hi, good evening, good evening, welcome, welcome to the Irish NFL show. We don't accept anybody being late, so Mark is going to have to wait. Uh, I'm only joking, I'm only joking. Welcome in, gentlemen. How's it going? Good evening, how are we all? Good, good. Colin, how are you? Good. What a what a what a first day of uh, the uh, legal tampering. Uh, in fairness to uh, Brian O'Leary, he called it. He took the the day off work because he knew what, <laughs> what what to look forward to. Put the kids in the in the crash and uh, just set up uh, beers. I believe were opened about half eight this morning, and Brian's been enjoying the day. No, no, I was off work, but for other reasons. But now, in fairness, I've been keeping tabs on it for majority of the day and helped you out with a lot of deals. But at this tampering period is now the start of free agency. Stop calling it a tampering period because it went start at four o'clock and by six o'clock the, the Patriots have signed half the league. And, and Bill Belichick obviously didn't enjoy watching the playoffs and wants to do something about it very quickly. It's a very interesting concept of what you said there. I, I agree with you. Um, can we just kick off by letting people know that we are, uh, we, well, I'm not going to say we're live every night. We plan to be live every night, but we have a show every night, 10 o'clock, Monday to Friday. Uh, and then I go into hibernation at the weekend. So hopefully this week we'll have plenty of news. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, lads. So hopefully going to go 10 o'clock every night uh, before we start with the Patriots and talk to Mark. I want to wish everybody a happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day a week. Uh, Staunch to everybody. Hope everyone's doing well, no matter where you're at. It's been a hard day, you know, so, uh, Mark, uh, welcome back. I don't, I don't just mean that to yourself, I mean that to the Patriots, or do I? Say such a big day for the Patriots? I'm sorry, I was 30 seconds late, I was just making sure Bill Belichick hadn't signed someone else um, just before we came on. Basically, it's been busy. I, I don't know, is this what it feels like for your Jets fans? Do lots of big free agency deals? In the it must be, because we can't hear you, Mark. Yeah, technical difficulties in the Patriots. It must be. And we're live as well. I mean, 60 odd people watching on Twitter. Mark gets his moment. And uh, how's that now? Go on, Mark. Yeah. No? No. <laughs> No? Okay. Have he you tried turning it off and on again, though? No? He'll jump out for a minute. He'll jump out for a second. Maybe he could refresh the browser. Oh, my God. Maybe he could refresh the browser and, and see what happens. But, lads, a pleasure to be with you tonight. Uh, Colin, we'll start off with you. Let's leave the Patriots until Mark comes back in eventually this year. What's been the standout move for you today? There's no point in us going through every move. For you, what's been the standout move so far? Um, there have been so, so many. Um, I suppose one of the, the big ones that, that stands out is um, that uh, can the, the Chiefs, they went out, they spent big money on uh on joe tony so they brought brought him in what five five year 80 million um is seems to be now a lot of these deals we're getting the headline figures today i think when you delve into it a little bit more you'll find out it's worth up to this amount i'm sure there'll be lots of caveats in there we're getting the headline figures today um but in terms of um the chiefs looking to build back better uh, seems to be the phrase of the the last year. Uh, well, that's course. what they're looking to do with their O line, and uh, that was one one of the ones that that stood out to me today. Um, but given uh, Mark is back in, maybe that, look that the standout of of today was uh, Bill Belichick uh, go, going to work. Uh, what an afternoon, Mark. D they must have, I mean, to get all those deals done between four and now, I mean, wow, did they, they, incredible that they just were able to do it in just this number of hours. They can't possibly have anything lined up beforehand, could they? I know. It's it's almost like this, this has happened every single year in the NFL, the second free agency opens, isn't it, Colm? Um, almost suspicious. Although, in fairness... They have done their four deals all with Drew Rosenhaus, so all with the same agent. So arguably, there there was a technical possibility of Great getting guy. them together. Great guy. Yeah, um, I, I have to admit, the weird thing for me is I just did wonder this afternoon, and my Saki comment that you didn't hear was, is this what it was like normally being a Jets uh, fan, having lots of big splashy deals on the first day of free agency? Um, very, very weird and surreal feeling as a Pats fan, kind of being busy on the first day of free agency, uh, especially to this level and spending the money that they are, uh, including some of the deals that might not be as uh, 
exciting or as good as they look on first blush. Certainly the Jamal Mills trade, all I can think of for Pats fans is 2009 and Sean Springs coming in on the free agency deal, which didn't pan out very well. But as Colin has just alluded to, the key is the devil is in the detail. And we know about these deals from Drew Rosenhaus's tweets and what he's splashing about guaranteed money and about the length of the deals. Let's wait until we see the real detail. Like last week, even we were talking about Cam Newton's deal. When you delve into the detail of that, it's actually only a really a one-year, 5.1 million deal. If Cam actually gets up to the total 13.6 million uh, capable, I will be a very happy man because it will be MVP quality Cam and an amazing performance and amazing metrics being met across the board. But really, it's Chase Daniels' money. That didn't come across loud and clear in the first blush of announcing a deal. They said, oh, there's a lot of incentives and it's probably about 8 million and six in incentives. It was actually a lot lower in terms of base. So always a big question mark over these first day free agency deals. Let's see the cover of the money, how exactly it's broken up. But John o. Smith, um, 31.25 million being announced as guaranteed. Highest per year average for a tight end behind only... Um, Kittle and Kelsey by the announcements. Uh, that looks like real money, but uh, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Mark, any early predictions for the season? Be a solid today? Nope. No way. Not on the first day of free agency. We've still got a draft, still got a long way to go in relation to it. But um, it looks like the Patriots might actually address the tight end position this year, which is a, is a welcome respite, to say the least. And pass rush with Matt Judon's acquisition which again is a welcome thing to see we've got to see we've got to see Judon, yeah the Judon deal which again another guaranteed money but it's a total in 56 million but he's like one of the standout defensive ends on the market the Patriots have got him in a great deal very quickly the one for me probably floats a little bit under the radar but he's been such a reliable person for for Rogers over the years is the center Corey Dinsley and he kind of alluded to it last week that he was potentially moving on from Green Bay. I think he was trying to put it out there. I wouldn't find an opportunity for him to renegotiate. He's gone to the Chargers, 62.5 million, something in the region of 35 to 40 guaranteed. Um, it's going to be a big loss. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the Packers do to address that because we touched on time and time again last season where Rodgers went 10 games where he only had one sack and was back here. He was solid. He's been a real good solid player for Rogers over the year who's now gone so it'll be interesting to see what they do to you know fix that amend that hole and then as Collins alluded to yeah we touched on it on Friday night on the show around how they would address it in Kansas City they've started very quickly in terms of probably taking arguably the best offensive line guy and on the market from the Patriots uh, Mark I imagine will agree with that he's very solid he has been for the Patriots even uh, even now it's an upgrade on the guys who they've let go so that's a big one for the Chiefs to get in very early in the first few hours. Kansas City remind me this week of the Conservative Party and the leading party in Ireland in 2009 whenever everything went to crap and they're starting to panic about money. And that's what it seems like to me. Was it Colin Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey as well having their contract restructured? It's like, it's like having a, a five grand credit card bill. Eventually, in two or three years time, you're going to have to pay it. You can't just keep making the minimum payment for 36 months. I know, believe me. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, this year is a little bit different um, because you don't want to you don't want to do it, right? You definitely don't because you're pushing it off, and and eventually you have to 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 take the hit. And I mean, we're going to see what um, in terms of Drew Brees when they actually put that retirement. They might do it post June one to split to split out the the cost. There are ways and means, but you the last thing you want to do is uh, be paying guys who have long since retired. Um, and look, the Broncos had to do that when after Elway went. Um, so you can find yourself because you keep pushing and you say, look, this is our window. We want to make the most of it. This year is a little bit different with the, the cap being so low. So you are going to see teams look to do some things if they can at all. Um, except for um, the Eagles, who appear um, not to be doing anything. And the other story, I think, for one of the other stories today, there are many, many stories that we've lacked to cover. But it just seems like if I'm the Texans and I am endeavoring to, um, you know, make a case for keeping Deshaun Watson, like, it's just um, a kind of a veritable who's who of kind of journeymen from around the league. I mean, there is nothing there to be in any way 
uh, Deshaun, things are going to be a whole lot better. I know JJ is gone, and I know um, the front office is a mess, and I know you want out, and we won't give you a say. But look at what we got for you. Yeah, I, I, I did not. I didn't see anything there today to to entice Deshaun Watson to stay. Well, well, they got him Marcus Cannon from the Pats. That's about as exciting as they can do at the moment. Um, definitely nothing exciting. DeAndre isn't walking back in the door. JJ isn't walking back in the door. I love Adam's comment. Adam, if you want to know my real feelings on Cam Newton, have a look at our Friday night show when I kind of <laughs> gave my, right. my strong reaction as to uh, Cam Newton's re-signing. Um, but, um, Just for the podcast, Cam's washed, going to put a hard ceiling on Bill's offense and fling emojis. Just yes. on the Texans, in fairness, um, I think he's been yeah, be harsh on him today. They've signed a couple of players that, okay, they won't be high-caliber players, but they'll float under the radar. Andre Roberts is a decent wide receiver. Cannon is a good upgrade on the offensive line. It's a good trade there. Um, Malik Collins is in on a one-year deal from the Cowboys. They're picking up players. They're not going to be making a massive difference, but they're putting a few players in place, and they're going to shop at bargain basement type players, and hopefully they can somehow manage to have a reasonably good season with Deshaun Watson at quarterback. Can we yeah. stay on the... Can we just jump? Because like, like that much stuff has happened over the last couple of days. Drew Brees retiring last night. Last night, our time, like 10 or 11 o'clock. Don't know what time it is in the States because they thought it'd be magic to change the clocks again over there for some reason. Uh, but Drew Brees retiring after uh, after all the speculation. But the, but the reality is, boys, um, do you know what? Part of me thought, and I know it's silly, right? But part of me thought, could you imagine if he stayed? Like, how funny would it be staying? Uh, just for a bit, just for, just for the crack, like just for the but crack. Mike, um, Michael, we covered this. He reduced his salary <laughs> from twenty-four million to one point two five. Like, I mean, there was nowhere. Just one point two five in the retirement. <laughs> nowhere, nowhere. But more so, that contract that they gave Taysom Hill was it four years, one hundred and forty million, voidable after every year. I know. So but, it's a rolling contract, effectively. So it's not it's a rolling contract. contract. It's, it's, it's like my job at the minute. It's like I could, you know, wake up tomorrow morning, Michael. I said we're done. I mean, that, that could happen well, very quickly. For well, Michael, it, it's fascinating because, um, you know, we had a conversation with Mina Kimes and she alluded to the fact that, look, Tampa Bay using avoidable years, which is a construct they've generally avoided for about a decade. Um, Saints have always kind of been in that market. They've done it with Breeze for a couple of years. So using it and the ridiculous numbers, it sounds like, with Taysom Hill, purely to make the cap balance this year, but them still so, so far over the cap. Um, it's not unusual, but I, you know, I do love the intricacies of this. You see the way different teams structure and approach things and attack things in different ways. The Pats for years always had an option year, which was a different way of trying to spread the cap here. But if they didn't pick up the option, didn't affect their compensatory draft formula uh, in terms of the compensatory picks they could pick up um, and have stayed away from uh, voidable years, if you like. Nothing in the four deals now suggests they've changed their philosophy there, but I'd be really interested to see if there's nuances in the construct uh, as to how they make it. I mean, 31.25 guaranteed. How much is guaranteed this year? How much are you going to pay up front for year one? Not as a signing bonus, but front load, front load the contract because you've got more cap space this year and you don't cripple yourself into the future would be a way I would look at it. So that that's fascinating to me, really, about how different teams are going to apply it philosophically. There must be some bounty on Taysom Hill's head in New Orleans at the minute. Um, well, they're also recon uh, re recontracting James Winston. So, I think dear Lord. Dear well, Lord. imagine if that's the case, and they're both recontracted effectively, one of them will be starting a quarterback, or it's a combo type scenario per game, which they tried to do towards the back end of the season when Breeze wasn't available. Correct. Seeing some comments coming in that we. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, Crab's legs and W's need to be, you know, worried. Worried. <laughs> There's a few comments coming in which we can't put on the screen because we're on the new Twitter system that hasn't really launched yet. VIPs, etc. Colin, Colin Megan or Megan? Colin, so sorry, man. Raiders making moves tonight. We'll talk about that in a second. Michael Avery, Johnson to the Browns is an exciting move. And Owen Healy, Corey Lindsay to the Chargers is great news for Herbert. Get your comments in. We are live and um, interact with us at uh, IRE NFL Show. On Twitter and on Facebook, on Pond Arena's Facebook. Colin, Aaron Jones, Packers. Money, money, money. Yeah, um, big money. Um, for, I mean, is he talented? Certainly. Um, but 
we, I, I don't know if anyone uh, watching saw Rich Eisen break down the contract situations for winning oh. Super Bowls with your quarterbacks. Oh, 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 breaking. Let's just. <laughs> the Patriots <laughs> are expected to sign Raiders wide receiver Nelson Aguilar. Source said they're close to the deal. They get their pass for catcher on a busy day. I really thought there'd be a better reaction than that. So we're never, we're never doing no. that again. But uh, no. no, I mean, I would I prefer absolutely. Um, but they had to make a move to get an ex receiver, and the kill Harry's probably on the chopping block. Makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, cool. Keep spending, Bill. Keep spending. We've got a lot of needs. Maybe a dress quarterback would help as well. But yeah, keep spending. Element of that quarterback, sure. Colin, let's get back to the real news about teams that are actually going to compete. Uh, the Packers. Are yeah, doing... well, uh, what the, so Rich Eisen was saying about like basically last 10, if you take the last 10 Super Bowl winners, uh, four on uh, rookie QB deals. Um, and then six not, but the most anyone was paying was just under the 13% mark. If you're paying more than that, then put yourself right in the hole. Well, Aaron Rodgers, his contract accounts for 20% of the Packers cap, which is an enormous hit. When you add in Aaron Jones's contract, um, that's a serious, you, you, you're going to have a lot of faith in um, those two guys being being able to get it done. So um, if they were looking for more weapons for, uh, for Aaron Rodgers, I don't think you're going to find anything in free agency. Um, so you're looking at the draft, I imagine. Um, but the other um, thing is obviously they now have to go and find um, a new piece for that offensive line. Um, we know uh, Rodgers is incredibly talented. Um, we, you know, that, that's obvious. And look, Aaron Jones is a, is a very good running back. Um, but you need the pieces around them if you're to take that next leap. You can see they get to the championship game, but they come up against teams that are incredibly well-rounded. That is what the Packers need to, to fight, uh, figure out because we know in Matt LaFleur, in Aaron Rodgers, in, um, in Aaron Jones, they, they've got the regular season down. I mean, I would I would imagine, I would expect the Packers to go and win 12, 13. You know, if there's a 17-game season, 14 games this year. But can they can they take the jump? Can they get into the Super Bowl? That is the the question. Um, and is is re-signing Aaron Jones really going to make the them make that jump? I don't know. The difference is, Colin, where would they have gone if they had lost him? Because Jamal Williams, who's been the number two running back, is is leaving. He's pretty much confirmed it today in, in a piece on social media. AJ Dillon is the rookie from Boston College that came in towards the back end of the season. He's more of a hard-hitting running back so the skill set in terms of a player of jones's caliber isn't really out there in free agency and then do you run the risk of taking two rookies two sorry a rookie and a second year running back if they were to go down that route in, in the draft they had to sign him to be honest because i don't think there's anything but like if you put it from this point of view if you look at the running backs that were available in free agency he was deemed to be the number one running back so they've taken him back at a yeah it's a bit of a price for a running back and he's in the top five now but i don't think they're in a position where they could do anything else there's a, a comment from mark here uh from barry corrigan uh saying patriots still hurting from super bowl 52 signing eagles Jalen mills and Aguilar. nick Foles next <laughs> <laughs> which, which is a which is a brilliant comment um because yes Aguilar playing that game but the mills acquisition as well i mean that was probably his best season, and that's why I'm more concerned about Belichick dealing in the past. But uh, hey, um, maybe not Mills, but uh, maybe not uh, Nick Foles. But I take back Chris Long uh, of that era, if we could, and that vintage to you know be a nice bookend with Matthew Judon. That would that would work neatly together. Um, I was just going to say on Jones. I mean, I'm kind of with Brian on this. The, the Packers didn't have anywhere to get else to go. I mean, we talk about the Bucks running back. I mean, the Packers were an awesome team last year. Yes, they got beaten in the NFC Championship game, and yes, Rodgers didn't step up sufficiently in my book, but still, they want to keep the band together. And at the running back position, other than maybe Chris Carson, I don't think anybody else at running backs is going to get more than four or five million per year um, in terms of free agency. It's going to be two guys, and then it's going to be a load of dross. And as long as we don't have people overspending for the sake of it, and I don't think they will at running back. I mean, you look at the... Um, franchise number you look at the um everything about it it's a completely devalued position more and more 
I honestly just think Green Bay had to more than anything keep them, keep him. But Lindsay is such a loss. And I'm actually agreeing with the comment you read out earlier from Owen there, Michael. The change that could provide to the Chargers, the stability along the interior line there, the really strong mature center to help Justin Herbert and his development in terms of protections, etc. I think that's a fantastic fit for them and a great move and piece of business by them, especially in the division with uh, some half-decent pass rushes and uh, pressure along the D-line, to say the least. Yeah, and, you, and you're obviously talking about teams that are keeping the gang together. One team that the Packers played in the NFC Championship game, the eventual champions, the Tampa Bay Bucks, have kept Shaq Barrett, signed him to, was it called a four-year, I want to, don't want to come to screen, 42 million, I read that wrong? Something around that there, anyway, a considerable deal. Shaq Barrett, the former Broncos, two times Super Bowl champion, stays in Tampa. Tampa keeping the gang mostly together as well. And as crit, crit, obviously, Goblin's been tagged as well. So they're keeping the main players in that sense. Yeah, look, delighted for, for Shaq Barrett. He he bet on himself. Uh, you know, the, the Broncos decided that he wasn't going to be the guy. They went with Bradley Chubb rather than going by uh, with a QB in that draft. Um, well, Shaq Barrett has has a ring and um, many many sacks to to prove it, and a nice contract uh, now. So um, fair play, he he's done it. I mean, his his first season with the Bucks was incredible. I think nineteen and a half sacks, just like phenomenal. Last year had to deal with the double team, and um, particularly during the the season. But we saw that run that they went on, and he was just such a menace in the the playoff game. He could have been Michael. You had money on him to be Super Bowl MVP. He could have been. Mahomes spent the, most of that night running for his life. You can see the the figures like the the yards Mahomes put up running, and most of that was running from Shaq Barrett. Um, I actually think Shaq could potentially have gotten more on the the open market given how good he is and has been and, and particularly he is at that elite elite level for a pass rusher but guys are able to take are willing to take a haircut when you are chasing Super Bowl rings when you have a Brady when you have a Peyton Manning uh, Denver saw it when Manning was in town there were you know uh, Tlaib Ward guys came in would willing to take a bit of a haircut a little bit um, I think it has been the exact same down in Tampa Bay. They're looking, you know, you saw Brady, he alluded to it in the tweet, Didn't not just alluded to it, made the, a blatant statement. They're going for eight. Um, you know, he, he obviously is seeing what's happening with the dubs and he says, I want more, um, you know, Super Bowl rings than the dubs have all Ireland's. And it looks like uh, the, t the guys down there in Tampa are backing him. Maybe, uh, you know, it's good to see the Glazers, Colin, spend a bit of money, isn't it? Not taking that. They might be spending the money, but it can't go beyond the cap, so it's it's irrelevant across the whole league. Um, yeah, Colin, you're, you're spot on. Like he's yeah, he might have taken a bit of a, a lesser money in terms of what could have been given to him elsewhere, but he's he knows he's very much aware this team could potentially come back next year, and they're probably also conscious of the fact that the Saints are in a precarious situation in terms of who's going to be their quarterback. And you say run it back, certainly run it back and win the division because the Falcons are starting with a new coach. And we're not sure what we're going to get out of Panthers because they seem to be very keen on getting Deshaun Watson in. So it's it's clear that they are not satisfied with what they got out of Teddy Bridgewater last year. They're a team in, in rebuild. So, yeah, there's a clear path to at least getting back and winning the division. And, uh, yeah, so we'll see. But uh, I think that's it now in terms of the books. To, you know, any signings now will be very cheap and cheerful players that they'll plug and play in terms of into the into the team as, as, as a whole but uh yeah it's a great it's a great move for the books they're certainly one of the favorites at a very early stage for next season i'll be looking for gronk i'll be looking for the tight end difference maker still that's i mean the john o. smith acquisition you can say they they want someone who can block as well as they can uh you know be a pass catcher and can be a difference maker can be the x factor in that regard uh and john o. smith has the capability but gronk has he proven the super bowl is still that so i think he's one of the bigger pieces for for tampa bay but of course they'll have oj howard back from injury and they'll still have some other things we're talking about keeping the band back together one team's kind of slipping a little bit below the radar there uh the buffalo bills they've actually done two neat little bits of business uh locking back up williams their offensive tackle on a three-year deal uh, pretty good money to be honest with you for you know improve for the team's perspective but the big one matt milano their inside linebacker who's uh, a true leader on that defense I will say the one thing, again, in the big numbers, the agents release, or release in the first instance, 
it doesn't look a cheap deal for an inside linebacker. There's no hometown discount there. I think it's 41.25 million off a four-year deal. I mean, it's it's um, that's top echelon inside linebacker money, if not maybe a bit of a stretch. Um, and don't worry, Milano's worth it. I mean, he's a fantastic linebacker. He, he, he's the beating heart of that um, defense. I think he's a real difference maker, and it's key that they locked him up. Um, but, yeah, he wasn't doing the massive favors. But important for the Bills, important to keep that core together. So I think they're two important and interesting bits of business uh, as they look to affirm after the, the reigning AFC East champions that they would like to go on a, a little bit of a, a campaign and run. Uh, obviously dominating that division. Here's hoping they don't. Colin, <laughs> from, the, from, from the AFC East, some great moves from the Bills. Colin to the AFC West, an unbiased two-minute talk about this. Shelby Harris gets a three-year deal worth $27 million, but it looks from our sources, at least, in Denver on Twitter, <laughs> that Vaughn Miller's gone. So where, where's he going to go? And has he got life left in him in that sense? Well, there, there, there seems to be two, uh, two schools of thought. Um, you know, uh, if the, the Broncos really wanted to bring Vaughn back, it would have been done by now. You have to imagine. Um, you know, uh, so this is where um, Andrew Brown was talking about this earlier. League sources uh, becomes, uh, you know, uh, there are awful sorts of leaks going on at the moment. Um, we saw, um, you know, uh, a source close to the team talk about maybe parting of the ways. Uh, also, so another source goes to the team say, well, you know, maybe now that everyone knows where things stand, uh, now you go back and you see if um, he's willing to, to restructure. Um, I, I would um, be very disappointed if, if it doesn't get done with, with Vaughn. I think uh, it would send a really bad message to the rest of the team uh, if you are letting a guy like Vaughn Miller walk, walk out the door. But, but. Vic Fangio, in his very first press conference when he walked in the door, said Von Miller could do better. Um, that was Von Miller coming off a season where he only needed 14 and a half sacks. Um, and, ha you know, I so I, I, I wonder um, what we're, what we're going to see um, there. But that is definitely one to keep an eye on. Remember, this is only like day one of legal tampering. There are there's still a whole week to go. There are still a whole load of guys who could move yet, could get could get caught, um, and there's still plenty out there who we know are free agents who are yet to move. Trey Hendrickson, Trent Williams, Kenny Galladay, um, all of those guys still have to find teams. So there will be plenty to keep an eye on over um, the next few days. Yeah, and I was. I was just going to say, there's some agents still out there that are recommending to their clients to say, do a one-year deal, do a prove-it deal, wait for the cap to re-establish itself, or do maybe a two-year deal, and that short term is the key. So a lot of the guys that have announced today have been longer deals, you know, um, a couple have been two-year deals, but mostly have been in the four-year range. I think now we're going to see the traditional middle class agency and shorter deals, more tactical deals. Lots of quality still to be had out there, even a pass rusher, which is very deep in free agency. And as Colin alludes to, Kenny Golladay and the wide receivers, you know, massive amount of business to be done there. If I can, one transaction I want to draw attention to, and we'll stick on the AFC. Sorry, it's a bit AFC-centric, but most of the AFC teams have been spending like uh, crazy today. It's actually the Browns, who, of course, great season, you know, last year, making the playoffs, winning a playoff game, beating the hated Steelers and pushing Kansas City so, so close uh, in the uh, divisional round. Um, but they've picked up the best, some would say only, um, safety available out there in uh, John Johnson. Um, when you consider the Saints tagging Williams, uh, the Jets tagging May, the Broncos tagging some guy I haven't heard of, Simmons. Um, I'm joking, guys. The reality is the three best safeties were locked down by the franchise tag. And John Johnson is a very, very good safety, but a really weak free agency class and capability there. So the Browns have made their move. They've said, hey, this is a weaker link on our defense. We can think we can shore up. And they've moved immediately to lock up probably the best available safety in the class. It's a bit the same at tight end. I mean, Patriots made the move on Smith, but Hunter Henry's still out there. You know, there's still a very, very good tight end. Some would say better tight end available in free agency. So talent uh, is is limited in some positions, um, but teams will pay and they will make their deals with a good talent where they can. 
I was surprised to see that the Rams were letting Johnson go because he has become over the past few years a fast, one of the most reliable safeties in the league, fast emerging. But I think some of the money had to go to Nenner uh, Floyd has just resigned in a long-term contract who was expected to move on in free agency. Didn't really deliver with the Bears, came to the Rams, it's done really well. He's after signing the contract there in the last few minutes. So I'd imagine they were focusing on trying to keep him. And like everything in this league, you know, you can't you can't pay them all. And it's Johnson, yeah, he's done really well. I think it's a 33, 33 million and was we don't know really, the exact details. I think there's a lot of guaranteed money in that. And it's a it is it's a marker for the Browns. And just on that division, we touched on Friday night around the offensive line. And I, I said about Zeitler being released by the Giants, and he was the best offensive line guy they had last year and it was purely a financial decision and i said he will not be in the market for long and he'll be picked up by one of the teams challenging next year he was the first signing to go off the board this morning to the ravens three-year deal he'll be really really helpful to them <clears throat> terms of his experience he's played in the division with the browns for years he knows that division inside out it's a big plus for the ravens and for jackson going forward it's been just until we went live, lads, and obviously the Aguilar news coming in, it's been a quiet enough day for the wide receivers. Now, Colin, I've seen this morning, partly on the grapevine, Juju is saying he's out in Pittsburgh, yet to be confirmed, obviously. That'll be a huge move if that happened. Um, yeah, if uh, if Juju moves on, though he's never... Would, would you back Juju to be WR1 undisputed? I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I'd put all my eggs in that basket. I, I really would be uh, querying that. I, somebody will probably likely take uh, take a punt on him. Um, but, you know, he he had the, the stage was set for, for him, um, you know, when they moved on Antonio Brown. But he's never really looked um, looked apart. I mean, and usually, you know, wide receivers, of course, we know they're a little bit diva-esque. We know that they want to be center stage. But when the spotlight comes on you, you got to be able to, to dance. And Juju can dance off the field, but he has yet to, to prove to me that he is an elite, elite wide receiver. Is he very good? Yes, but this is not a game of the very good. This is the game of the, the greats. And I I think somebody will take a chance. But I I think if um if you're the Steelers and you're probably looking at what he wants and you're looking at your your own cap number, you're probably saying, Okay, this is what we can do. But if you think you can go and get more in the market, go test it and see. Yeah, I think it's similar to the Von Miller situation. You know what Colin said, if he's not signed by now, he's, he's not coming back because even his message, which he put up on the social media platforms this morning, was very much a last-ditch opportunity for the for the Steelers to make the deal. He said something along the lines of, if I'm not here in a few days, it's been great, but we'll still be open to coming back. He's never really emerged as the number one wide receiver he expected after Antonio Brown left, and you were talking about dancing on sidelines. He's also been dancing on the pitch in the wrong place, on halfway lines, on people, other teams' crests. And I imagine the antics in which he brought with the team at certain stages last year towards the back end of the season probably just wasn't well received within the organization and they've decided to move on. But certainly wouldn't see him as the number one wide receiver. You know, it's once I know you had your doubts about him, Conor, I think Kenny Galladay is the standard wide receiver. And I think once he goes, the domino effect will then start to trickle through on the wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, Kenny Galladay is without question a WR1. Um, most teams, I, I'm thinking of the Colts, actually, Peyton Manning's Colts were Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison, where they truly have wide receiver 1A and wide receiver 1B. You know, that happens so frequently. The Pats even picking up Aguilar. I mean, he's a classical wide receiver too. You know, he's the second option so much in my mind. Um, Juju, I would say the exact same thing. I mean, he's a bloody good wide receiver. He's bloody talented. He can do a hell of a lot on the field. But do I think he is the man? Do I think he, on his own, leads an offense? Absolutely not. That's what a Julio Jones does, DeAndre Hopkins does, and Mike Evans does. Um, he is not in that category. Um, and unfortunately, since Antonio Brown has, has left, he, he's been, let me say found out, but he's certainly not uh, stepped up the way they would like. The other thing I want to touch on, and maybe we'll get a chance to talk about this in more detail, guys, during the week as we go on, that we haven't been able to focus on is everyone's so excited about the deals and about all oh, what this means. We're not yet focusing yet on what it means for the players that are currently on those teams um, that now are probably going to be surplus to requirements. There could be a number of good players that get released from this. So last week, I'll talk about my Patriots, like Trent Brown acquisition, kind of new. Marcus Cannon's probably on the way out with the cap number and everything. We'll have 
two very good tackles in Wynn and Brown there. Sure enough, it happened. They did a bit of a trade with the, the, the Texans to increase their um, draft ranking in some of the later rounds. Um, Patriots drafting uh, a key defensive tackle, uh, sorry, nose tackle from the Jets. Sorry, drafting, picking up the uh, the, the Jets uh, nose tackle there. Probably means Lawrence Guy, Adam Butler, who are both unrestricted free agents, are coming back to the Pats. They're both two solid players. Were they good enough against the run? No, that's why Bill Belichick's made a move in that regard. But they're solid role players who can do a job for a team, and they'll be there uh, at a cheaper rate in the later course. Even the Jalen Mills, and I'm, I'm not sold on it, move, what does that signify either if you wanted to be really aggressive about Stephen Gilmore and potentially trading him, which has been a rumor for quite a while, or if you think of him more as a safety, as he played there for the Eagles last year, um, about Devin McCourty and about the safety positions or even Patrick Chung, who opted out last year. Um, you know, Any one of those players is a fine addition to any side. So you know, thinking about the whole 53-man roster construction, there'll be a lot of teams now kind of hawking around, uh, as they always do, and kind of going, well, do you really need to keep hold of this guy or that guy? And so uh, they can they can make a, a good teams from the bones that come out of the vestiges of these splashy free agency moves. Is the Gilmore situation then, Mark, even more enticing now with, with the signing today that they could potentially use him to move up in the first round and get that quarterback potentially, you know, if they're, if they're dangling Gilmore in the, in a move, which isn't... Potentially, isn't good, potentially. Yeah. The problem the problem with Gilmore is that he's only one year left on the deal and he's looking for an upping anyway. So whoever signs him, if they did do a deal for him, would have to give him a big contract, which is going to affect how much they're going to give in terms of draft capital. Uh, Guys, do I think they're jangling him? Yeah, I do. I don't want to be the guy, lads, but I, we need to do this just for a split second, if you don't mind. Um, we launched a website on Friday night, and it's here. You can see it here live. Can I, I'm presuming, yeah, okay, there we go. Um, we launched some merch, so if you if you enjoy the crack, if you think Ryan Fitzpatrick is good crack, maybe you should get the St. Fitzpatrick t-shirt before the printer realizes that it's... Uh, well, the Broncos have just signed... Oh, here we go. Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, Ronald Darby, three-year, $30 million redos column. Uh, by the way, Mayo for Sam gets you 20% off. Code Mayo for Sam. So what will happen, happen is um, your, your order will get to the last minute and then it will fail. <laughs> column, that's a massive move to the Broncos. And that would, oh, it's a sad move to the Broncos as well, but Sherlock will say no. Well, Broncos needed um, help at cornerback, so they brought him in. Um, last year was the first time he played 16 games, I believe. Um, so, But a lot of the time, that's what you're looking at with free agents. You're, you're taking a risk, you're hoping. Um, but with the Broncos' injury record over the last two years, I really hope this guy can stay fit. Call Bryce Callan is, is an outstanding um, cornerback, but Bryce Callan can't stay fit. So you're... You really need guys who, who can be reliable. Like if Bryce Callan could stay fit, he would be one of the best corners in the league. Um, but he just he plays 10 games a year, and, and that's what you've uh, got out of him. So um, brought in help. We needed help at that position. Resigned uh, Shelby Harris, um, but question marks over Von Miller, and we need to get the Justin Simmons deal done. So um, Simmons you know, I, I feel a bit... Simmons it feels well. It feels very Sven Goran Eriksson, you know. For, first half good, second half not so good, or first I, half I'm not so good, second half good. Which I'm too young to remember that call. I have no idea who Sven Goran Eriksson is. So, so surely the only thing to say about Ronald Derby is uh, didn't he ask his his brother before, and his brother said to him, "Sign your name across my heart." Right? Jesus. Oh, um, what was what was Mark? Oh, yeah. oh, oh, no, no, Clark. He thought he was getting excited there. He thought the Gronk was going to... Uh, he was gone the no, no, no. <laughs> so the, the Gronk is coming back. True Rosenhouse is loving uh, tweeting things today. He's uh, signed a one-year deal up to 10 million. So I they're all say, back. Yeah. I have a lot of respect for Drew Rosenhouse. I, I was emailing him last week, and I can't believe he took the time to email me. Uh, you know, he's a very busy man, boys. Very busy man. Are you looking for an Asian, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Not going to try and get a player or two. I didn't realise Rob Kunkowski is on his books as well, so... Let's see what happens. Big, big Drew. Mark will fall down. What we'll do is we'll, we'll arrange it for a time when Mark is a meeting. And then we'll fall I, I was going to say, I mean, the, there's 53 members on each one of the 33 teams and then obviously 10 
uh, practice squad members. I think Drew Rosenthal, kind of uh, Rosenhaus, sorry, uh, represents about <laughs> probably feels like eighty percent of those players at the best of times, particularly on a day like today. Um, he's uh, hardwired into nearly every deal going, um, including Aaron Jones's deal as well as uh, all the Patriots ones and others. So, um, very, very, very busy man. Money to be made. Money to be made, lads. Um... We've got like another 10, 15 minutes, I guess. I mean, we haven't really got much else to be at, to be honest. But um, can I just, just before we look at different teams, boys, any predictions for what's going to happen overnight? Now, I know we're all, we're, we're, we're not all like Brian. We're, we're, we're not going to stay up all night and look at these moves. But Colin, any predictions or like a bold prediction for what might happen overnight? I probably would say Colin will buy a microphone. Trent, Trent um, yeah. Um, I my, Michael dishing it out. We should go back to uh, the episode, the uh, the last episode. Um, Trent Williams is the one to keep an eye on. I think. Um, I I've seen talk that Trent Williams could get above uh, twenty million a year, um, which would be quite quite something. But left tackles, um, you know. So let's let's see. But equally equally, the other talk around that has been that he might look at the, the Chiefs as a way um, of getting a, a Super Bowl ring. So um, I think that's a, a big one to, to keep a, an eye on uh, to see what what he does. Uh, you know, I mean, Mark will probably be, you know, calling him out on the show if he if he doesn't go and sign for a team that's absolutely guaranteed a, a Super Bowl, you know, because you you got to sign for one of the top contenders or, or Mark thinks you've lied to the nation like J.J. Watt. Well, he did, but that's a different J- conversation. JJ did lie, but still, that's beside the point. I mean, I will say, if we want to call Mike about something, I think on Friday it was like, Patrick Mahomes. I have the buttons. Re- I have the buttons. Yeah, you did, but you went, Patrick Mahomes restructure, so what? Like, it's a bit of a restructure. And as Colin rightly pointed out, he just gave them $17 million in cap space. I'm not saying it's the only reason they've just signed the best guard that was available on the free agent market, but it couldn't have hurt to have that. They have hemorrhaged their team over the next 10 years. I couldn't give a damn what to do. In in four or five years' time, it'll be hilarious. And and you'll be able to use all your cap space to wipe up the tears, Michael. In four or five years, when the cap is 250 million and and the deal doesn't look so bad then. Can can, can we please report 250 million? Two hundred and uh, China agreed to do a big TV deal or something. What's what's the crap? It's going to be two hundred and fifty million. It'll be two twenty by next year when the TV deal is established. Yeah, you want you just you don't want that to happen, unfortunately, because other teams reap the benefits. Uh, you want you want to you want a bold prediction for during the night for when we wake up tomorrow morning. Can I give mine first because it'll make you happy? Go on. Kenny Galladay got got. Oh my God, Kenny Galladay to the Giants. He's going to get a phone call from the Jags. He's going to go, I'll get back to you. Then he's going to get a phone call from the Giants. He's going to go, Jesus Christ. The, the and then he's going to flip a coin and he's going to go, I'll go to the Giants. Go New York. Yeah, because the, because the Broncos are so much better. Uh, Bud Dupree will be a Giants player by the morning. <laughs> because we just we tried, to, we tried to get Floyd. Didn't work out. They'll go after Bud Dupree. Okay, yeah, I'd, I'd, agree with, I'd agree with that because that's the one player Patriots won't sign. Everyone else will just go to the Patriots by the, by the way his agency is going so far. <laughs> but uh, you, can't, you can't keep signing everyone. Well, this is it. You can't. The, Jags, the Jags have actually signed a few today. They've actually done a Divian. Moyer and, and the guys have been busy. So, and one of the big ones was actually this morning bringing Norwell back, the, uh, the guard. A lot of talk of him moving on. A couple of years ago when they signed him from the Panthers, he was a standout guard in, in the free agency. So it's a big plus to get him back for next year, especially with... Always good to get quarter. protection in the guard, isn't it? Well, it's good for bearing in mind they have a, a very skilled quarterback coming down the line. Brian, I, I would I would have... Like, I think you might be right about Bud Dupree, but I, I would definitely say there are there are questions to be answered there. I mean, he played in a, a, a Pittsburgh um, defense that was kind of lights out, particularly in the early part of last season. Um, he had TJ Watt playing on, uh, you know, who was taking all the attention and he's coming off a, a serious injury. Um, it, 
for me, it's gonna you're gonna have to look a lot at that at that contract because you're hoping that he you know comes back as as, as strong as before. And we've seen you know um, in in Bradley Chubb, it can take time to come back from a serious knee injury. Um, and you're also hoping that um, you know he that it, like what everything that he had in Pittsburgh gets recreated. So look, that's the 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 nature of free agency. You're rolling the dice, but to me, he 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 comes with with big question marks, even more so than say um, Hendrickson from the the Saints. The, the, the dice for me is rolled in the way where the contract is, I suppose, the money to be made in year two, year three. It's, it's a, in a sense, it's a bit of a come back one year, prove it type scenario because um, the Steelers aren't picking him up, and I don't think he's going to get astronomical money elsewhere. He's got, he's got something for us. Hold on. Hold can, on. We, can we just turn off Rappaport and Palisar on our Twitter? Boys, I feel like I've seen that. Um, Mark, how, oh. much, how <laughs> much space do the Patriots have? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, boys, there's some... They're, they're getting close to your bank balance, mate. I mean, they seem to have a lot today. Um, Brian, do you want to tell them the good news? Kendrick Bourne, wide receiver. Three years, 22 and a half million. Okay. I still want Galladay in fairness, I'm greedy, but yeah. Well, I think no, you can um, give up on Galladay at this stage, but basically what they're know, deciding is they're going to put an app, they're putting an offense in place. What, I did say they didn't have they didn't have any help uh, wide receiver or tight end. At least they've addressed both positions. Um, they'll still draft. I hope sincerely they'll draft at both positions again as well to try and build up youth at the positions. But great, like fantastic, keep rolling them in. But I'm not going to suddenly declare, "Oh, the Pats are back. We're going to the playoffs." Oh, whoop de doo based on the first day of free agency. Um, again, I'm not a Jets fan. But still, um, the reality is it's very rarely, and I am saying this today, and you can hold me to this, it's very rarely the teams that make the big splashes in the first day of free agency that are there when it comes to the end of the line uh, when we get back to February next year. Um, I'd like to hope the Patriots are different and that Belichick's making all the right moves, just like Tom Cruise back in that 82 movie. But And he's suddenly going to... Uh, walk uh, uh, the Patriots back to the promised land, but they've a long way to go, and they still need a quarterback. They what? still need a quarterback. Please, Mac Jones, Alabama. Pick what I would pick say, what, what, what I would say is, sorry, what I would say is, they finished seven and nine last year, and everybody thought the wheels had come off completely. And whilst they were seven and nine and didn't make the playoffs, Belichick obviously thought this this was a disastrous season because. This is not. This is so unlike the Patriots. It's just not what the Patriots do. Okay, they always have maybe the one big splash every two or three years, but this to go out today and make wholesale changes in terms of four to five players. Well, I will say, Brian. I mean, the one thing that people don't give Belichick enough credit for is he zeeks when everyone else zags. Like he established the three-four better uh, to a more established level, and then when everybody started picking up players in the three-four, he converted to a more hybrid and more of four-down lineman uh, approach. We have gone as a team from a power rushing game to a two tight end dominated through a spread offense into a kind of a hybrid model and everything. His defense and his defense mindset. We were playing many games with three safeties, not in a quite Seattle cover three, but in the specialized safety bracket with three safety um, uh, was back there, especially when we had Harmon, McCourty, and a couple, you know, a really good mix in relation to it. He can evolve and do things differently. This, of course, isn't expected, but it's just another way of him evolving in a different way. I hope it pays off. Uh, I hope he makes the rare exception when the big splash works. And, of course, it's a year where some people don't have as much money. Um, it's undeniably the story of the first day. Like, I mean, Jesus. I mean, how many now are we up to? Six, six, six players? Two wide receivers. First day of free agency or legal tampering period. Um, it's uh, it's unprecedented, probably, I would say, in terms of that. So they are definitely the story, but Belichick would be the first person to say, I don't want to be the story in the opening days, late days of March and opening days of April. I want to be the story in the late days of January going into the opening weeks of February. Um, <clears throat> and that's what success means to him. He is still, of course, let's not forget, got more rings than anyone involved in the NFL in history. He has eight, Tom Brady. You've only got seven, uh, is what he might say to him, for example. It sounds like Mark. And uh, can I just jump in there, Brian? I know you're going to say something. No, no, we're great. Uh, I was going to say just that. Uh, 
Have you ever seen as much desperation in your life? <laughs> Maybe I think he'll walk away after this year. Well, you could say desperation, but if you look at some of the players in which they've signed today, they're really, really good players who are, would have been high in demand. I'm not sure about the world of savers. You know, I think they might be a bit hit and miss, but um, they'll fit the system that he will put together. But the other players, the tight ends, Juvon um, from the from the Ravens, they were highly sought after players. So I I can understand slightly where you're coming from, Michael, but there's still three or four really good signings today. I mean, it, it reminds me of when my mom and dad left me up to, to uni, 2009 Belfast. And Sunday night, midnight, 1,400 quick in my account. And it was gone by the Tuesday morning. Not even joking. That's what it reminds me of. Um, obviously, Bill Belichick, more older, more wiser. I would say he's looking at his situation now going, the hell have I got to lose, boys? Let's give it a go. Let's roll the dice. Let's spend the money and serve. Fair play, you can do it. Um, it'll be very interesting to see who they get because if they do, if they do uh, get a quarterback in the draft, it could be very interesting indeed. Uh -oh! I swear to God, if they come back, I'm done. This, this show. Well, Mar 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 Mark, uh, Mark's talking about Tom Cruise's films, but there's also another Tom Cruise film called Risky Business, and that could be the one that we're looking at today. <laughs> Enron <laughs> as well would be a good example. Um, it could be, but uh, but today um, the color the Patriots have shown the color of money uh, in order to try to get back to be the top gun. So, uh, oh my yeah. God! And and they have signed in place today. They have signed a few good <laughs> men, so um, it's pretty good going. You go, man. He's on fire now. He is. Yeah, it's not a Mission Impossible, Brian. That's all I'm oh. saying. <laughs> Put out the fire quick. And um, I've got one more to talk about. If we if we have time, have we yeah, got time? Course, yeah. I have no yeah. else to be up. I mean, do you have to be back somewhere? It's five to eleven at night. He's all right. Huh? All good. Uh, there's a comment there. Liam Grimley, absolute horrors. The Von Miller jersey started by staggering debt. Yeah, gone in two days. At least you know these student loans. I. Once they give you the money, you don't know what's going on now, to be honest. AJ Green, boys, Packers, what do we think? Rumours going to happen. They're in talks. Uh, both, both sides are interested. Would that make a huge difference, Colin, to the Packers? Because as far, I think as far as Packers fans are concerned, they haven't quite riled up in the offence anyway, haven't they? Um, well, it depends on... Like, I mean, this is, this is one where... Oh, it feels a bit pa Pacquiao uh, against uh, Mayweather. Like eh, this, this could have happened uh, a few years ago, and you would have been very excited about it. Um, it happens now, and yeah, you you're kind of feel yeah, okay. Um, they, this this will certainly be a, a weapon um, for for them, uh, you know, because really he didn't they didn't have Rogers. I mean, he made the best of a bad situation last year, given what he had, but um you know it it to me uh, aj green like he he was he was great he gave good service he's uh you know but uh, you just feel really this this feels a bit 2016. not for me don't say it. it it might happen but i don't see the, don't see the, the logic to it because he's definitely not a number one wide receiver anymore but he's not really a number two either i would have thought they go back to the well and try and get the, the Will Fuller deal done again that they tried to get done on, on the trade deadline. That seems to me is the better fit because he could play on the other side or in the slot for uh, and allow Adams then to do what he does, which is to go one on one because that's what AJ Green is. He's a one on one type wide receiver on the outside and he's not the player he was. But Colin said, yeah, correctly, three or four years ago, major deal. Now, he, to me, it's AJ Green looking for an opportunity to go play somewhere where he knows. By and large, they'll probably win that division and get to the playoffs, and he gets an opportunity to have another go at getting to the Super Bowl, like the guys have done that have gone to the, the Bucks, the Leonard Fournettes and the Gronks that were coming towards the back end of their, of their careers. I can't. Yeah. And he's going to get, he's not going to get a massive deal either, so it's not going to be a big hit to the cap. But I don't, don't see the merits in it. Sorry, Mark. If, if he stays healthy, it's great business because AJ Green is still a talent. I mean, I agree with the boys entirely. Three years ago, he was one of the top wide receivers in the league. I don't see him getting back to those heights. He is still a talent. His biggest problem is getting on the field and staying on the field and staying healthy. Or some people would say his biggest problem was actually playing for the Bengals and the quarterbacks he had there. But, you know, um, you know, he did have the Red Rocket for many years, of course, there. Um, he's, a, he's a great player, but the injuries have taken their toll. He's uh, lost uh, a little bit, but if he is healthy for 16 games, 
I, I would be hugely in favour for the Packers in terms of being a good pickup. Um, but staying healthy is going to be the key. A couple of comments here. Sorry, sorry, one, sorry. Uh, there, just, just before we go, boys, and I think he's a couple more points. A couple of comments from Gar- Gar- Gary Wilson saying there. Pats had glaring needs in, in the positions that we've mentioned. Really shrewd, smart pickups. Upgraded the tackle also in Canon with Hightower and Chung returning off COVID. Yeah, great points and fully agree with them. I mean, the, the we haven't touched on the fact, and Belichick is very much alive to the fact, of people like Hightower coming back from the COVID list. I think and I wonder about Chung's position with the Mills pickup, given his flexibility, but we, we'll see how all that plays out. But yeah, the Pats had the biggest number of COVID opt-outs last year, so it's like fresh players coming in that sense. Um, Cannon, by the way, deserves a bit of um, kind of a call out. He dropped to the fifth round back when he was drafted because he had had a fight with, um, uh, I think it's Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, Patriots basically drafted him, gave him a year to build up his strength. He went on to win a couple of Super Bowls. He's been a very serviceable, very good player. He does play right tackle, which according to Brian O'Leary on Friday is easy to do in the NFL. So uh, that's not that's not really a challenge. Um, but a really good servant, a really good player, coming off the opt-out year because he did rightly take out last year again. Maybe there was concerns about his level of performance and getting back to full fitness and health and everything. Um, but, you know, sad in one way to see him go as well. Uh, and, you know, a good, solid player for the Texans to pick up there. Didn't say that the, the role was easy. I said it's easier than certain other positions yeah. on the offensive line. That's not just the words. Yeah. Um, Definitely a Photoshop coming there this weekend. Michael I, Michael, I know how you like a bit of a laugh and um, and what's for Thomas move to haven't come true just yet, and they're all speculation. So Washington are, are supposed to be declaring an interest in Mitchell Trubisky, which um, I think is the most sensible move they should do. They should go for Trubisky. Trubisky, that would make a lot of sense for me. They need a quarterback, and I think he's a standout one and could potentially really impact that division in a good way. My God, that is, that, that's gold. Can we just put that down? 10.59 on uh, March the 15th, 2021, because after week five of the season, we can put that on as an intro. Woof, 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 woof. Yeah, I think in week ten I told you Sam Darnold's going to sign for the Bears, so I'm, I'm still working on, I'm working on that one, so please... Get it done. Mom, Any final comments, boys, before I go for my beauty sleep? Well, what, what Brian has just said leads back to, this is where, where Mark was saying, like, what are they doing bringing back Cam Newton? What were the other options? I mean, realistically, this is a really poor free agency. Yeah, if you can trade for some of the, the quarterbacks who may or may not be available, but the free agency quarterbacks... Oh wow! Um, you, yeah, none none of them are guys you really want to to see starting. So the fact that Cam knew the the offense, the fact that you can you can bring him in, I see I see where they they did it because it wasn't going to be Jameis, not with not with Bill there in New England, and it wasn't going to be Mitchell Trubisky, and it wasn't going to be Sam Sam Darnold. So I get why they brought Cam back. I don't think he's the answer though. There was a lot of shows that I felt that. Sorry, Mark, that Cam Newton was getting a lot of disservice and, and, and too much uh, grief in terms of the fact that they're bringing him back because they felt with a, with, a, with a much improved offense next season. And this is even before Randy Perez was signed. This was early this morning. He will flourish and he will come back to be the quarterback that he was. I don't see it personally, but again, yeah. we have, we yeah, have seen it we, before. He, he needs more to weapons around him. I called this out on Friday as well. There's a positive spin on, on Cam's news, right, in, in relation to it. And certainly you can go, oh, there's two new wide receivers for you. Oh, there's a new tight end and everything. This thing will be better. They still can't throw the bloody ball for him. And my God almighty, if I saw one more off-target throw last year, I was about to puke my guts up. He can't throw in a straight direction anymore. That's kind of a core requisite of being a quarterback. Um Yes, being within the end zone, uh, sorry, within the red zone, he is a difference maker. He is that X factor because you have to account for him as a running back and the Patriots exploited that at times. But yeah, unless he was carrying a secret injury and they suddenly magically resurgery, resurgery, I don't even know what I'm saying there, but fixed his bloody arm to be able to throw the bloody football in the right bloody direction, um, it is bound to collapse. It's a very windy stage in Japan today. you got to give, you got to bear that in mind. I think Mark's seen the light. <laughs> anyway. 
Boys, yeah. let's 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 round it up there. Just a reminder: you can use code Mayo for Sam or Pundit Arena to get twenty percent off in our store, IrishNFLShow.com. Yes. So, Michael, uh, one, got... one final thought from me, which is one rumor that's doing the rounds at the moment, which I think is highly amusing. Uh, Tampa Bay still need a pass-catching running back. James White is actually technically a free agent. So uh, James White reuniting with uh, Tom Brady in Tampa has been mooted by a few people. To say it makes a lot of sense. I'm kind of going, that would be rather disconcerting to me as a Pats fan, but makes almost too much sense. I'm kind of wondering there must be more than just rumours to it. So that's the one I'm going to watch out for this week, see if that happens. Let's see tomorrow night. Let's see tomorrow night. Uh, we're back 10 o'clock tomorrow night. We hope with a guest who knows a Hall of Famer, maybe uh, somebody famous in the UK. We don't know. We'll let Brian work that one out overnight uh, while he's not working this week. And for everybody else, have a lovely evening. Thank you very much for joining us. You can like, share, subscribe. Please share and uh, subscribe to our podcast as well. Check out our merch on the Irish NFL Show. Oh, sorry, on irishnflshow.com. And boys, see you tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Peace. Oh, what's that?